When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another recruiting class in the books as the early signing period is now behind us. Not a lot of fireworks leading into the finish line for Tennessee, but still overall a very productive class for Josh Heupel and company. A lot of intrigue around several signees, and who better to join VolQuest and talk about that than on three director of scouting and rankings, Charles Powers. Char- Charles Power. Charles, thanks for joining us. How are you today? I'm doing great, Matt. How about you? I'm doing great, man. I know you're busy, so we appreciate your time. Sure Let's just kind of dive into this. I want to talk about some individual guys, get your overall thoughts on Tennessee's class. But before we do that, I think for you, probably one of the you know, balancing acts in terms of what your position entails is you catch a lot of criticism over your rankings, obviously. You hear from fan bases on social media. It's really hard to appease everybody. So I want to ask you this. What goes into a ranking and an evaluation for you? Yeah, that's, there, there's a lot of factors. So I think starting off, um, kind of the basis for our rankings is, is film and how you play on Friday nights, right? So that's for us, it starts coming out of the freshman year. We, we track these guys all the way until the last snaps of, of, of their high school career. Um, and, and then, of course, see them in uh, in person over the course of the cycle. I think most notably the national all-star games at the end. That's, that's your Under, Under Armour All-American game, your All-American Bowl. Uh, and, and then we see these guys throughout the cycle in, in person. But it, it's kind of a, uh, a mix of everything. Uh, the, the basis is the film. And then we have, of course, um, your, your measurables, athletic, uh, verified data, things of that nature, track times, um, and, and then getting verified sizes as well. So there's a lot that goes into it. Ultimately, we're trying to uh, project towards the NFL draft just because from our time doing this, it's the most uh, accurate indicator of, of a player's uh, skill and, and overall talent level uh, and, and potential at the college level. So that's kind of what we go for, but but there's a lot that goes into it. Um and, and it's it's certainly a moving target because we when, we when we start to rank these guys, they're 14, 15 years old, and some of them are you know, 18, 19, or most of them are 18 and 19 uh, by now. So um, we see a lot of growth in maturation and development over over that time, and then a lot of players emerge as well. So there's there's a lot that goes into it. It is certainly a moving target, uh, and it's something that I think becomes more and more crystallized the later in the process, which might not always dovetail with um, these guys kind of coming on the radar and getting recruited because colleges are kind of racing to um, make their evaluations and get these guys in the boat. Yeah, absolutely. So before we dive into some individual guys, kind of take me through your thoughts on Tennessee's class as a whole. What stands out to you the most about that and kind of what has impressed you um, with the way that Josh Heupel built this in year three? Yeah, so I think, and I've said this the past two cycles, and I think it's 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 evident this, this year as well. I, I think Josh Heibel has a very defined vision in the types of 
players that, that he recruits. And, and, and I think it, it shines through just kind of in the evaluations, right? So I think starting off, like the speed and playmaking at receiver and, and running back, the skill positions, they certainly value athleticism, the ability to stretch the field. That's a like paramount importance in Josh Heupel's offense. So I think with, with a guy like Mike Matthews, Braylon Staley, uh, they certainly add those targets on the outside. Um, you know, I, I think size on the offensive line. I think Tennessee, when you look at this year and kind of how they want to build up through the trenches, I think adding size, big run blockers. Because um, I think when you look at Josh Heupel's offense, the type of blocking that they're asked to do, it's a lot of run blocking, a lot of RPOs to kind of confuse uh, defenses. So I think the 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 type of offensive lineman they're bringing in uh, kind of fit his skill, fit his his scheme. And then, and then again, you know, like when we were looking at the top of the class, like a pass rusher like Jordan Ross, I think one of the differentiating factors with, with Heupel, uh to me in the SEC defensively is they really target speed rushers off the edge. And I, we, we've seen the last several cycles with a guy like James Pierce, uh, and, and they, they, they did that last year as well. And I think Jordan Ross fits the – the, the type that, that that they go for off the edge. It's a guy who can pin his ears back, highly athletic, get after the passer. Because um, I think Tennessee likes to envision themselves playing with leads. They jump on teams early, historically. Uh, and that, that's kind of Heupel's MO just from a, a game flow perspective. So, so I think adding pass rushers uh, that are really going to get after get after opposing quarterbacks if you're kind of anticipating playing with the lead uh is certainly smart jordan ross fits that bill yeah absolutely i want to go back to mike matthews as we dive into some individual players here you and i talked about him earlier in the cycle as the fall mm -hmm. kind of started you think very highly of him what what is it with mike matthews as you've seen him over the course of his career at part of you that you think makes him special yeah, Mike Matthews is just a very good athlete, I think, for starters. He's you know around 6'1", 195. He's well-built. He's a basketball player, a, a guy who's like an above-the-rim basketball player. And you can you can see that on, on Friday nights. He was a guy who, when I first saw Mike Matthews, this was at in person. This was at OT7 finals uh, two summers ago. And he, he was playing really well as a receiver. So I went up to him. He hadn't, I kind of really hadn't fully blown up as a national prospect yet. I kind of went up to him between games and I asked him what position he was being recruited at. And he told me safety. And I kind of, I kind of mentioned to him, I was like, I think you're probably going to start getting recruited as a receiver uh, pretty heavily as well. But he's always kind of been that, that uh, two way athlete, two way playmaker at the high school level. Um, and, and we saw him play a good bit of safety this year as a senior. So I think he's a guy who, once he focuses on one position and you know like receiver at Tennessee I think he's going to see his play and consistency improve um that's probably an area where I think he could uh continue to get better relative to some other guys who just play straight receiver at the high school level um but but I think he has a ton of he has a, a ton of upside a ton of athleticism he this is a guy who runs laser uh, laser 44 um really good in the combine setting so I and, and can make guys miss after the catch as well so I think he brings uh, a, a lot of what Tennessee wants at, at the position, uh, and, and I think his best football is is still ahead of him. I think, and I think he'll we'll we'll see him make a jump after a year or two on campus with, with the coaching he's going to get. I think one of the questions that we've answered, you know, in terms of rankings this cycle is kind of 
why has Mike Matthews fallen down the on three rankings a little bit when he's maintained five star status elsewhere? Mm -hmm. Just kind of walk us through that process if you can. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. it's kind of one thing that I've said is it's kind of razor thin. If you look at 32, which is five star status, to 46, where he's at, like, first of all, how razor thin is that margin? And, and kind of, you know, in your opinion, what has led to him sliding down mm -hmm. the rankings at on three? Yeah, it's, it's extremely thin. And I think one thing you have to consider is there's like 14 positions that slot within all within that range. So uh, I think starting off, the way, the way we formulate our rankings, first off, the, the basis for it is by position. So uh, it in I think in Mike Matthews' case, it is a stellar year at, at receiver. Probably in my years of doing this, it's the deepest receiver class nationally. Um, I, we have, I think, five, five stars right now. Um, and there's so many more that I think in normal cycles could push to be a five-star Mike Matthews would fall into that group. Um, and, and there's so many like top 50 types at, at the position. So it is, I think for starters, he's got really, really stiff competition at receiver. These are all guys who put up great stats. They're highly athletic. Most of them are big. This is, I think that's one thing that's unique about this receiver cycle nationally is most of these guys are kind of big outside receivers. Um, and, and they have, they have really high skill levels. So, uh, I, I think there's, um, you know, a lot of those factors that go into play. And I, I think the fact that Mike Matthews might not be quite as polished as some of them uh, probably gives some of those guys uh, that, that moved ahead of him an edge, at least early. But but I think his potential is still extremely sky high. You know, having him in the top 50, I mean, that's projecting as like a very early round pick. And, and I think when you're when you're getting in that range, it's really, really splitting hairs. It's it, like you said, Matt, it's, it's razor thin and. Um, I would also like to add, you know, like our our final rankings aren't formed, aren't done yet. So we ha we still have the All Star National All Star Games and one more update. So there's a lot I think that could that could play, you know, change uh, moving forward. And, and there's going to be fluidity really until January. Yeah, absolutely, Charles. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Another guy that I think burst onto the scene as a junior at CCS, but probably had some questions because of the level of competition that he was playing with Boo Carter. He flips into 6A football in the state of Tennessee this year, has a really productive year, around 2,800 all-purpose yards and 25 touchdowns. Coming into the season, sat on the edge of the on 300, now has moved firmly into the on 300. Kind of where do you see Boo Carter stock after this senior season at Bradley Central? Yeah, I mean, his stock's definitely moving up. And I, I think him doing it at a, at a higher level, being productive – uh, in, in just his ability to make plays in so many facets. I mean, I think if you're going to start with Boo Carter, this guy is a pure football player, right? Like he he finds ways to impact games. That's offense, defense, special teams. He's doing everything. And, and I think his his instincts, his nose for the ball, his ball skills, his playmaking ability when the ball is in his hands is, is, is at a high level. Uh, and I, I think he's a guy who, you know, you find a place for him on the field and, and he's kind of, you know, he's going to wedge his way into, in, into making plays. Like, I think that's, that's, uh, you know, pretty evident by, by just watching his senior year. And, and I think the fact that he's played his best football as a senior is, is, is really 
notable. I just from my time doing this, I you tend to want to bet on prospects who are launching into college from uh, just uh, uh, like a, from a momentum perspective, just their on-field play developmentally. Uh, and and I, I think Boo Carter uh, fits that mold. We were going through our our last um, going through the the position for our last rankings update. I thought it was like pretty pretty clear. He, he's a guy who deserved to move into the on three hundred and. Um, he's one we'll continue to, to to look at now that his senior season's uh, over, and I, I think I mean you know he's got a shot to keep moving up further. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think just the, the overall playmaking ability um, and, and just just how really dominant of a player he was as, as a senior certainly uh, is a feather in his cap in like the rankings process. Absolutely, you talk about Josh Heupel and the everybody wants to talk about Josh Heupel and the offense, and you can't do that without talking about the quarterback position. Like they land Nico Iamaliava last cycle, the number one overall player in the 2023 on three rankings. You flip the script. It's kind of hard to go out and land a quarterback after that. We, we've seen it time and time again, regardless of the program. But Tennessee able to hone in on Jake Merklinger and land him. Uh, another guy that's in the on 300 rankings. But I think more so what I want to talk to you about with Jake is when you look at his skill set and the offense that he runs at Calvary Day, how much does it align with what Tennessee expects from the quarterback position in the way that you've evaluated it? Yeah, I, I, that's an interesting question. I, I think starting off with Merklinger, he's a guy who really – he knows where to go with the ball. I think he is has a case as the most efficient high school quarterback of this group. Now, he's not going to – he's a different prospect from Nico, right? Like, he's, he's not going to blow you away physically – but uh, he he has just really good timing. The, the game moves slow for him. Uh, I think he just is a, is a really sound decision maker. Um, and and I think if you look at like the, the stats and the production, I mean, he, he was well over 13 yards in attempt as a senior. Like I think he had 38 touchdowns, like two picks, uh, just extremely efficient. So I, I think no, like in, in he's doing that making chunk throws, throwing the ball downfield, not a guy who like really had like a bunch of padded stats just from a, uh, uh, you know, just from a quick game perspective. Uh, so, so he's throwing the ball downfield with timing and accuracy. Um, and, and I think there's a place for, for guys like that in Josh Heupel's scheme. Um, and, and I think if you surround him with playmakers, like he could come in and, and, and play well. Uh, so, so I, I think he's a guy who, you know, landing a, a player like him after Nico, Fairly different skill sets, but but you can make both of them work in, in Josh Heupel's offense. And um, you know, like like you said, Matt, it, it's hard to go back to back, you know, blue chip quarterback, especially after you land a five star and the number one prospect in the country. Absolutely. And then finally, as far as individual players go, want to ask about Jordan Ross. You and I talked about him early in the fall as well. And and one of the things for Jordan Ross, I think, is he has those measurables. He has what you want to see from a length and a speed standpoint. You talked about wanting to see more of his production. Um, mm -hmm. It seems like that lined up a little bit more on film this fall. 12 and a half sacks, 23 tackles for losses of Estavia Hills. Kind of where do you see the ceiling for Jordan Ross? Because he's a guy, in my opinion, that's maybe not a polished product, a finished product. So where do mm -hmm. you see the ceiling for him as he you know, gets ready to come to Tennessee? Yeah, I think he's got a very high ceiling. I, I think when you when you look at Jordan Ross – so like to this point in his career, he's really winning off of athleticism uh, and just his ability to run down plays. He, he's, you know, you can see right there, like he, he has a lot of range as a defender. He's getting up field. So I think once he adds to his pass rush arsenal, his skill set works on technique, 
moves, counter moves. I, I think he's going to be like just I think he has a, a lot of upside. So he, he's certainly not anywhere close to, to being a finished product. And I think when you look at how good he played as a senior, that's got to be pretty encouraging. Yeah. And then finally, we'll get you out the door here, Charles. I know it's a busy time of the year for you. One guy that you could pick if you were looking at it to maybe be a sleeper in Tennessee's class that could exceed expectations, just something you maybe saw on film, um, <laughs> you know, that has caught your attention a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I he's ranked pretty high, but but I got to go with Peyton Lewis. He's a guy that I, that I, that I'm just significantly higher on than, than everybody else. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think he, uh, you know, just, just with his burst, his production, when you look at the receiver, the, the running back group nationally, He's one who I think has the profile uh, just, for, just from a, a speed perspective, uh, a, a production perspective. I think there's just a lot, a, a lot that's, that's really a positive indicator for him. So he moved up for us in the last ranking. And, and I think when, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's, you know, st- if we look back on this cycle and he's one of the b- better running back prospects. Absolutely. Charles, we appreciate your time. As always, continue to follow along at VolQuest.com for all of your recruiting and Tennessee football coverage needs. Charles, thank you. Appreciate it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.